My first job was with my dad. He was an electrician. I was the electrician's flashlight holder. I was pretty young, so I wasn't really making money, but I was helping him make money, and he took me out for ice cream, so we were good. But when I turned 16, I started working at a pie bakery. Now, that was a delicious job. But some summer days, I was stuck in that basement bakery, reaching my arm into a 400-degree oven to pull piping pie shells out. Then I went to college, and my first job was at Budget Rent-A-Car. I love people. I love cars. Budget brought both of them together. Then I got a job as a bank teller. First time the head teller brought me a stack of hundreds, I looked around for the FBI. But I loved that job for the banker's hours. But then a job opened up at our UPCI headquarters in the IT department. So I took that job and worked on websites until the end of college. I've had some good jobs in my life. After college, God opened the door for the lovely and meaty youth pastor near Orlando. I loved that job. It didn't really feel like a job. It felt more like a calling, which it was. But while we were there, somebody asked me to help them out during the summer. They were changing up their backyard. My job was to dig up the grass until there was nothing left but dirt. So I started early in the morning. But it was Orlando. At 5 in the morning, it's still in the 90s. And I went home for lunch and downed a half gallon of orange juice. That was a tough job. There are jobs where you feel sorry for the workers. When you drive by in your air-conditioned ride as a road crew is patching the highway with molten lava on a 90-degree August day, and you thank God that is not your job. Or you see a team of guys standing as one guy draws a short straw and climbs down into the sewer to fix whatever broke. And once again, you thank God that is somebody else's job. Think about it. You could have been a lion manicurist or a landmine remover. Your job doesn't look so bad, does it? There are some pretty tough jobs in the world, but I believe one job tops them all, even worse than a lion manicurist. And what is it? Well, you're going to find out right after this. Good day, Simplified listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to The Toughest Job in the World, Part 1 on Simplify. We find that job in the book of Job. Job had everything and everyone a man could want. Family? Check. Money? Check. Stuff? Check. Power? Check. Influence? Check. Respect? Check. And more than all the stuff, Job had the respect of God. During Job's job performance evaluation, God said of him, There's nobody like him on earth. He's blameless and upright. He fears God and shuns evil. But the one jealous of Job was sure he could topple Job's faith if he pushed him hard enough. So he asked God for permission to attack. And God granted him permission, but he drew the line at his health. So the devil unleashed the hordes on Job. One day Job had everything. The next day a servant came running to him to tell him all of his oxen and donkeys and servants who tended them were all dead. While he was giving the bad news, another servant ran to tell him fire fell from heaven and killed all of his sheep and their shepherds. While he was sharing bad news, another servant ran to tell him raiders stole his camels and killed the servants. While he was sharing bad news, another ran to tell him a whirlwind killed all his kids, and that servant was the only survivor. The devil and his goons were in their war room in hell, pretty proud of themselves, their little shock and awe attack. That's going to take care of blameless upright Job for sure. They smiled their toothless grins as they watched the big screen, just sure Job would turn his back on God. Then they watched as this man who just lost everything he lived and worked for fell to his knees bowed his head to the ground, and the mic the devil placed on Job picked up his tearful voice, saying, The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. It was quiet in the war room. You could hear a fingernail grow. The devil demanded to know why the surprise attack didn't take out Job's faith. And then he figured it out. God didn't let him attack his health. So Satan put on his black tie again and appeared before God again. And God smiled when he saw the devil all dressed up because he knew. But the devil was convinced if God let him deal the knockout blow, Job would surely curse God. So God let the devil attack Job's health, but he drew the line at his life. As soon as the devil slinked away, he yanked off his bow tie and attacked Job's health. Suddenly this man who had everything days ago had nothing but his health and his wife. Until Job 2.7 reads, Satan struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Job sat in a pile of ashes and started to scrape the boils off with broken shards of pottery. But at least he still had his wife. Thank God for his wife. Until she opened the screen door and told him to curse God and die. <laughs> Love you too, dear. The war room was buzzing again. The devil was brilliant. He's got the greatest job in the world. He gets to attack people who love God and watch them turn their back on God. So satisfying. They almost felt sorry for Job as he sat there scraping boils away with a broken piece of pottery, but eh, not quite. I doubt Job thought there was any way life could get worse. The devil just kept coming, one hook, one jab after another, a left, a right, another left, another right, another jab, another hook. And just as Job was dizzy on his feet, the devil attacked his kids and his health. Job was on the mat, not sure what just hit him, who just hit him. His wife was the only one left in his corner, and she's screaming to him to shake his fist in the face of God, curse God, and die. Just get it over with. End it already. So with nobody cheering for him, and nothing left in this life to really live for, Job still pushed against the mat with what might he had left. He stood up again. He steadied himself on his feet, still dizzy from that last blow. And the devil stood over in his corner, flashing that toothless grin. As Job looked up to heaven, lifted his hands toward heaven, and the devil was just sure he was about to curse God. He turned up for the audio on the mic for all hell to hear. The devil made sure they were recording so they could listen to it over and over and over and over. And they heard Job say, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Now the devil's deleted that recording already, but God recorded it in his forever settled word so you and I would realize we can trust God even when we don't understand him. When you're going through something you don't understand, you can still have faith that you can have your faith since Job clung to his. If you gave the devil a job performance review, I really don't know what you would tell him to do better next time. He hit Job as hard as he could. Job's faith still stood. The devil did every wrong thing right, yet Job still clung to his faith because the devil misunderstood the faith of a faithful child of God. We love God just because he's God, not because he answers all of our prayers and gives us everything we want. He's not a heavenly vending machine. He's the almighty God of glory. If you love God because he gives you everything you want, chances are you won't love him when he doesn't. But if you love him just because he's God, you'll love him when you have nothing left but him. Maybe you're going through a family crisis or a financial crisis or a health crisis or a job crisis and you don't know what you're going to do. Whatever you do, don't turn your back on God. Don't walk out on God. Don't lose your faith in God. Just because you don't see God working doesn't mean he's not. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. We even sing the song. God is working and God is good. When life is not, he is still good. If you've been through a crisis of faith and found God was with you through it all, you can give him thanks 
and you can expect and know that he will be with you through the next crisis you go through because our God is faithful. Now, After Job 2, we really don't see the devil for a long, long, long time in the Bible. For thousands of years, he wondered where it all went wrong. He studied attacks and tactics for the next time he would strike. And the next time is in the New Testament book of Matthew. And we're going to look at that next time, the next time. Would you pray with me right now that the Lord would give you strength to hold on to your faith, even when your faith is being tried and being tested? Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for the grace you've given us to hold on to faith. I pray for all of those who are listening whose faith is being tried and tested right now, who may feel like they're under attack. I ask you to give them strength and give them grace. Help them, Lord, to cling to faith. Help them to be faithful to you as you have been faithful to them. I pray today, Jesus, help us to look to you, love you, serve you, walk with you, no matter what you do or don't do for us. We are going to live for you, serve you, and give our lives for your glory. I praise you today and thank you. Encourage those who need your encouragement today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in, Simplify listeners. I want to give a great shout out to the Michigan District. I'm from Ohio. And they were still kind to me and welcomed me at their youth camp last week. So thanks so much for all those who were there. There were some there who wanted a copy of the book Simplify, but couldn't get it because we had sold out. But if you are looking for a copy of the devotional Simplify, and you're from Michigan or you're from Mozambique, it doesn't matter. You can order it at PentecostalPublishing.com. You can get that available in print or on ebook, or you can order it at Amazon and get it in Kindle. If you're in this Mount Vernon area, you can stop by our charming bookstore on Main Street, Paragraphs at 229 South Main, and you can pick up a copy of the devotional there. Hey, special thanks to all those who are listening to Simplify. We just crossed a milestone in our listenership. We just crossed over 60,000 downloads of all times. Hey, thanks so much, everybody, for being so kind and making Simplify a part of your devotional life and your walk with God. Next week, I want to continue our story and continue this toughest job in the world with part two. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next time and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.